Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the must not take yourself too seriously and... 6-1 since that matters. And what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. The Tudor's Dynasty Podcast. I remember as a kid, the first time I'd go out on the pond in the winter and test if it was hard enough to ice skate on. Sometimes it wasn't. And sometimes I'll admit I'd make my younger brother test it first and watch him fall in and laugh and laugh. You're listening to the Tudor's Dynasty podcast with Rebecca Larson. Hello and welcome back to the show. I'm your host, Rebecca Larson. Today, I am very pleased to share with you a bonus episode from last year, which kind of just fits in with the theme of the season right now. It's all about the Little Ice Age in the Thames Frost Fairs. I hope you enjoy this episode. All right, let's learn a little bit of background first about the Little Ice Age. So the dates definitely vary. But I think most agree that it lasted from the 14th century to the 19th century. And that from 1314 to 1317, the cooler temperatures damaged crops and led to failed harvests, which the consequences would be a great famine. Not only did the Thames freeze over, but many large rivers throughout Europe did as well, as did the Baltic Sea. So how did our plucky English folk during Tudor times deal with this? Well, in the Tudor period, they used the frozen Thames as a thoroughfare from one side of the river to the other. And records mention that Henry VIII and Jane Seymour crossed the Thames while it was frozen. However, there's speculation as to whether they physically crossed the Eistover River or whether they crossed over the frozen Thames, maybe by way of the London Bridge. Chronicler Charles Risley even mentions that due to the ice, the royal procession made their way through London by way of riding, as there were no boats able to use the river at this time. But there is nothing to say specifically that they rode horses over the ice. And really, Henry VIII was pretty aware of his mortality at this time, so I'm not so sure that he would want to take that risk. But an interesting side note, his daughter, Elizabeth I, in 1564, is said to have walked across the ice and even played archery on it. With religion and superstitions ruling the world, the medieval and early modern people really looked for signs in everything around them. You can imagine what they were thinking about a frozen river. Now, at the beginning, I mentioned some hidden nuggets. 
These people who lived during this time saw divine providence through signals in the waters. These would alert them to imminent changes. An example? Well, on the 21st of April, 1659, two strange fish appeared in the Thames near the Tower of London. One had a head like a large black bull, having the perfect shape of his head and horns. Can you picture this? And the other was in the shape of a mermaid, whereby the creature had the head and chest of a perfect female form and the bottom in the form of a fish with many scales. As these creatures traveled down the Thames, caught in fragments of ice until they reached the ocean and were released by the river. Londoners took it as a sign that the recent dissolution of Parliament was approved by God. But we also have some signs during the Wars of the Roses. Evidently, a river in Bedfordshire stood still until the fighting had ceased and Henry Tudor had taken the throne. How much truth is in that? Mm, I, I wouldn't hold much to that. <laughs> this episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. And with the Thames freezing over 27 times from James VI I all the way up to George III, the frost fairs were created. Now, I thought this was really cool. The first frost fair occurred in 1608 in an effort to bring people together to distract them from the terrible weather and to lift their spirits. Now, traders were set up on the ice selling souvenirs, which could be customized with names and dates of the fair that the Londoners attended. By 1683, the Frost Fair had become quite the event. Writer John Evelyn described its popularity by saying that coaches piled from Westminster to Temple and from several other stairs to and fro, as in the streets, sled sliding and skeets, a bull baiting, horse and coach races, puppet plays and interludes, cooks, tippling and other lewd places. So it seemed to be a Bacchanalian triumph or a carnival on the water. They even lit fires that sat within their tents, resting on top of the ice. Now, for those of us who live in cold weather climates, I think we can appreciate the effort that they put into this. I often complain that when our local frost festival, which actually is happening right now, uh, I often complain that they don't have enough fun activities for me to enjoy. Instead, they have things like a chili cook-off or a quilt contest. And I'm like, can we have a snowball fight or maybe something fun? (laughs) This sounds like it was actually a lot of fun and what a great distraction for everybody. But as you know, playing on the ice is not always safe, is it? I remember as a kid, the first time I'd go out on the pond in the winter and test if it was hard enough to ice skate on. Sometimes it wasn't. And sometimes I'll admit I'd make my younger brother test it first and watch him fall in and laugh and laugh. But then I'd also panic and get him home as quickly as possible. If you asked him now, he would surely tell you that was 100% the truth. 
But I loved that part of winter. I loved the playing on the ice part, so I can imagine how much Londoners enjoyed this ability to have some fun. But in fact, tragedy did occur at the Frost Fair. And in 1739, a large chunk of ice cracked and gave way, sending people, tents, and businesses into the Thames. You can imagine how that ended. Of course, the excessive cold, frozen rivers, and frost weren't all fun and games. It also caused food shortages, famine, and even an influenza outbreak. It put several trade-type jobs out of business, such as boatmen, bricklayers, carpenters, which meant that they weren't able to provide for their families, and they had to resort to begging through the streets and even through the frost fairs asking for help. And there are many times in English history where beggars could be jailed. Sadly, for the present-day Londoners, there has not been a frost fair since 1814. And the last time the Thames froze over was in January 1963. Thank you so much for joining me for this fun little supplemental episode to go along with the lucky wife, Anne of Cleves. This one was about the little ice age and the frost fair, and I hope you really enjoyed the little nuggets I got to share with you today. If you're a fan of the show and you want to show your support, please consider becoming a patron on Patreon. You'll get some exclusive access, you'll get commercial-free content, and so much more. Just head over to Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash Tudor's Dynasty, or find it in the show notes. Thank you so much for listening. I'm Rebecca Larson, and until next time. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Tudor's Dynasty podcast. You can follow and support the Tudor's Dynasty podcast on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Patreon at Tudor's Dynasty.